0: Hey there! On this May second, twenty twenty one, it's EDB here. That's Eric Deshawn Barrett for long, and I believe you're connected to this because you're ready for our Sunday meditation, which will begin in just a few moments.
1: Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning.
2: Good morning.
1: Good morning. I got somebody out there with me. This morning. There are. great. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Amen. Recording. Your
2: storage is almost full. Please log in and delete recordings or purchase
3: more storage from your account.
1: Amen. 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 Most gracious Father, we honor you this morning. We give you glory and honor for this day. This is the day that you have made, and we are rejoicing, and we are glad in it. Father, we honor you this morning with the fruits of our lips. We give you glory. We thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning and closing us in our right mind and giving us activities of our limbs. We understand it's because of you we live and we move and we have our being. And, Father, we come this morning as your children, as children, your ambassadors, as your representation on the earth. And, Father, we thank you because we are the righteousness of you through your Son, Christ Jesus, and we thank you. Father, we come before you now before we even continue in this prayer, Lord God, to ask you for forgiveness of that what we've done, aware and unaware. Wash us with your blood, cleanse us, Lord God. If there's anything that we've done, aware and unaware, Lord, forgive us in Jesus' name. And we thank you for the precious blood that has given us access to the kingdom, access to your presence. We thank you for the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the finished work of the cross that is operating in our lives even right now. And Father, as we rise this morning early, do we praise thee and we glorify thee. We honor thee with our lips and with our thoughts. And now, Lord, we open up our mind and our hearts to receive of you of this day. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us this day. And now, Lord God, we ask you to give us this day our daily bread. And, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for the bread of life that you have given us. We thank you for the bread of life. You are, you declared in your word that you were and are the bread of life. And we thank you, bread of heaven. Feed us until we want no more. Quench this thirst of our souls. Feed this hunger of our longing of our souls, Lord. Father, we stand before you as empty pitchers, before a full fountain, Lord. Fountain, fill us with rivers of living water Mm -hmm. that we may be able to draw from that water and continue to receive life and all of the abundance that it gives to us. We thank you, Lord God, for life. We thank you for health. We thank you for strength. We thank you, Lord God, because you have given us divine help. We thank you, Lord God, that you have supplied to us all of the healing that we need for any ailment that is operating and trying to operate in our bodies. Father, we know what the doctors have diagnosed us with and gave us pills to to take in exercises and therapy and operations and replacement, Lord God, we thank you for all of that. But at the end of the day, we know that you are the Lord thy God that healeth thee. Heal, By your heal. stripes, you. we are healed. And we thank you for supplying that healing. Thank you for taking the brutal punishment that we wouldn't have to take it, that we may operate and benefit off of the joy of knowing who you are. And we thank you for that. We thank you for our families. We thank you for our friends. We thank you, Lord God, for even our enemies, Lord God, because you have allowed them and you have put them at bay. And, God, you have not allowed them to trample over us. And we thank you for that. Father, we thank you for the neighborhoods that we live in. We pray for them. We pray for the neighbor. We pray for those who live next door to us. Some of us are at odds with them for one reason or another. Some of us are friendly with those. And some of us, we don't even know who they are. Irregardless to that, Lord God, we pray for them. We lift them up before you, Lord. And whatever desires and everything they have, if salvation is needed in that home, God, we pray, God, that you will visit it, Lord. We pray that the peace of you that surpasses all understanding will, God, their heart, their mind. We pray, Lord God, that you will... Uh, We'll we'll wrap your arms around them. If there's anyone there there, need to be saved and delivered, we pray for that, Lord God, in Jesus' name. If there's any activity, anything that is not godly, Lord God, we just pray that you will straighten it in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord God, that they will come to know you and the power of who you are before it's too late, Lord God. We pray, God, that they will come voluntarily in Jesus' name, that they don't have to wait for sickness and diseases and heartaches and pain that come before they surrender. But we pray God that they will surrender to you now without even having to have to go through trouble, without having to go through difficulties in Jesus' name. And matter of fact, those who are going through difficult times, times that they don't understand, times that it seems like it's too heavy for them. Father, allow them to understand, Lord God, that we can cast all our cares upon you because you care for us, Lord God. You are a heavy, low barrier. I said, you are our heavy, low barrier barrier. If there's any weight, there is anything that is too hard for us, God, you said we could cast our cares upon you because you careth for us. And we thank you for picking up the weight. We thank you, Lord God, for caring us so much, caring for us so much that you decided to carry our troubles and carry the things, Lord God, that is too heavy and too too much on us, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for that. God, as we have come through many dangers, toils, and snares, as we look back over the course of our lives, it wasn't us that, Lord God, that was was carrying the load after with the foot traps or two the footprints are too large. That was you that carried us through heartache. It was you that carried us through trouble. Lord God, when we didn't know which way to go, it was you that held us up in your arms, and you carried us through the fire and the smoke, and you carried us through accidents, Lord God. You carried us through tornadoes, and you carried us through hurricanes, where flood waters came, and dashed up against our property lord god it was you that allowed us to to sustain and not and not be overtaken lord god we thank you lord God. when there was a shooting next door across the street and just two or three blocks over you didn't allow that bullet to come to our house and you didn't allow us to get a phone call and say that it was our child lord god and we thank you for that but father somebody was unfortunate somebody got a phone call somebody got a bullet somebody got some bad news lord god and god we just pray for them lord god we just pray god that you would just deliver and heal their broken heart lord god all across this land people lord god are hurting they are being destroyed by so many things one reason or another things are just happening all around us but god because of who you are you are a healer. God, you can go beyond our thoughts. You can go beyond what we see with the naked eye. And you can do surgery on the heart. And you can cause hearts to change. God, you can turn hearts around. Okay. You said that the king, even the king's heart, was in your hands. And oh, you man. have the capability to turn it either which way that you want it to turn. And so, Father, <laughs> we just pray, Lord God, that you will touch the hearts of those who are in charge, Lord God. And our governments and those who are in charge of our local governments, our mayors, our city councilmen, and our governors, and and, and our state representatives, our delegates, and our senators, and our House of Representatives, and and our national senators, Lord God, even our president of the United States of America. We pray, Lord God, as they make decisions representing us, Lord God, that they will be representing you. Lord God, allow them to have the fear of you in their hearts when they're about to make a decision. Allow them to understand that it's just not because of their special interests and their special interest groups. It's because of you, Lord God. Allow them to get there. Lord God, we pray, God, whether they're Democrats, Republican, or independent, God, that they will think about you, Lord God. They will put you first, Lord God, and seek you first, the kingdom of heaven. And all of your righteousness and everything that they need will be added unto them. God, we just pray, Lord God, for our police departments and all of the men in blue, Lord God. We just pray, pray, Lord God, for them as they ride the streets and as they aim to serve and protect. And God, we pray, Lord God, that they will earn up or live up to their name, Lord God. Father, we pray, Lord God, for those bad apples that are, those bad cops that are in our police departments and, and government, mm-hmm. whether, wherever they may be, Lord God. We pray for those who mean evil, Lord God, and verses of good in their positions. God, we ask you to remove them and expose mm-hmm. them. In Jesus' name, we pray, Lord God, that they will not bring harm to other people that don't even bring harm to themselves, Lord. We pray, Lord God, that you will root them out, root them out, shine the spotlight on them, Lord God, and not only root them, Lord God, but we pray, Lord God, that they will come to a place of repentance, that they will come to a place where they will ask for forgiveness. They will come to a place where they will surrender their heart to you and give their life or service for you, and therefore their job will become that which you have created. And, Father, we thank you, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, for every church. We pray for every pastor. We pray, Lord God, that you would direct them, give them fresh vision, allow them to seek you with all their heart, their soul, and their mind. We pray, Lord God, that they will be aimed to do your will and not their will. We pray, Lord God, for all of the puff upness and the selfishness and all the things that once was named amongst the bodies. Lord God, it will be rooted out, Lord God, in the days to come we would never know that to be a part of the kingdom again. Mm-hmm. Allow the world to see as we are the light, as we the walking pistables of you. Allow the world to see the trueness of who you are, the true love of who you are. So we are asking this morning for an awakening of the saints Awakening of those who are of the body, Lord God, an awakening of their hearts and their spirit. That Lord God that they may yield their hearts to you, Lord God, wholeheartedly. So every pastor, every bishop, every apostle, every teacher, every every uh, uh, prophet, Lord God, and, and pastor, God, we just pray for them, Lord God, we just lift them up that they may direct. Us in the way that we need to go. We pray for our pastor here, Pastor Barrick, Lord God. We just pray, Lord God, that you will bless Eric, Lord God, in his days to come. Next week, this time, Lord God, he won't be alone anymore. He will have that missing real place back in them, Lord God. And we just pray for their lives. We pray for their future of success. We pray, Lord God, that you will continue to bless them. Lord God, you will tie them with ties and with bonds that cannot be broken in Jesus' name. We surround them with your joy and your peace. And Lord God, and your blessings. And we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for the first virtual. We thank you for the very existence of this being. We thank you for His purpose and the things that you have called her to be in this day, this time, and this season. And we thank you for it, and we declare it to be so, according to your power. In Jesus' name we pray.
2: Jesus yes. paid it all, yes. paid it all, yes. all yes. to him I
3: owe.
2: Sin yes. has
1: left the guilty stain. Yes. But Jesus washes white as snow. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. At this time, we will have our moment of meditation. Maybe during the time of prayer, we didn't mention your need. You didn't mention. We didn't mention your concern. And now's your time to take it to the Lord. Let's take it to the Lord in prayer. Sin has left the Christmas stain, but Jesus was just white as snow. Amen. Amen, and amen. Well, good. Good morning, First Virtual. Good morning. 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 Well, good morning, family and friends, and and thanks, members and guests, that all of you have um decided to join us this morning welcome to first virtual church and we we implore you um, to get prepared for a a life-changing service and so get your coffee i hope you got your coffee already i hope it didn't get cold while i was praying you know you're allowed to sip on it while we're praying just gonna get happy and go whoop and throw the coffee across the clock then you got the on the floor <laughs> but, but we but um, but if that happened you had to wait there the church service over just pull some bleach on and say Lord bless it in Jesus name but we are so happy to have you this morning with us and I'm sure again that you will be blessed Look, if you are guests, welcome, and and, and, and those of you who are part of First Virtual, don't forget to tell a friend or a family member about what God is doing with First Virtual, and uh, we thank God. So, welcome, welcome. Thank you, uh, Brother Dennis. How you doing this morning? Good morning, brother.
4: I'm doing fine. It's a new month,
1: new start. How about that? Amen. <laughs> yeah. What a way to start. Amen.
3: Well, thank you. Thank you, Brother Booth.
4: Appreciate it. And, uh, you know, you enjoy the rest of this holy day. Of course, every day is a holy day with Jesus. Amen?
1: Amen.
4: uh, Okay. What a week this has been. Uh, Today's my uh, older brother's birthday. I uh, had a nice conversation with him yesterday. Hey, uh, God knows how to bless you when you when you talk to family members. But uh, anyway, we uh, we we have plans for the future. So, you know, we have the future in, in Jesus, right? So, we have uh, a lot of things going on this week. Uh, I know uh, Brother Eric uh, got some big plans coming up and you know he's all excited about that. And, you know we uh, we're looking forward to for that blessing for him. But anyway, let's get back to where we were. This is the beginning of the month, and I'm going to ask you a question: Are you ready for the beginning? Are you ready for a new beginning? You know uh, we talked. To Brother Brother Booth mentioned that Jesus Jesus that name. Come on now, we know that name, and that name is powerful. That name is is great. That name should have a place of honor in, in our vocabulary. It should have a place that we use it quite often. I had the opportunity last week to sit down with a brother across the street, and we had a good conversation. You know, we talked about uh, Jesus. We talked about life. We talked about things. I, I made some, uh, you know, I invited him to, to come join, uh, join a conversation, and he's, uh, you know, he he's contemplating it. In my prayer right now is that Jesus is already working on him, you know, always working on his heart and his spirit. And that's something that we have to remember, you know, we we uh we're always reminded because we, we walk with, with God every day. I hope we walk with God. I hope you walk with God every day. I hope you walk with Jesus every day. You know, uh, you know, there are songs out there. I walk with him. I talk with him. Amen. You know, and, and we should do that. You know, we should discern when uh, when the right thing is uh, uh, when, when we're having the conversation that we need to have and, and who we have the conversation with. There are, there are things out there that we have to make sure that we understand who they are and what they are. And, and we're going to just touch on that briefly this morning in First John uh, chapter 4, verse 1. Um, if I can at where I can uh, visually see it sometimes things are hard for me but that's okay you know I know that uh, God's still in control and, and he uh, guides me it's, uh, so first John chapter 4 1 says, dear friends do not believe any spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone up into the world. Have you ever been talked by a false prophet? Did somebody else always talk to you and say, "Oh, well, you need to do God, you know Jesus"? And and is that really what it is? Is that who's really talking to you? Is it really God who's talking to you? Does it have Have any of your friends ever said, "Oh, you can't"? You can't believe you. Why do you believe that? Why do you believe what the Bible says? And you should, you know, I hope you have a good response for them. I hope you know that the Bible is the true word of God, the infallible word of God. And, And we should, we should what? Interpret it the way God wants us to interpret it. And how do we do that? Well, we need to spend time with God. We need to spend time talking to God. We need to spend time walking with God. And then he'll open our eyes and our minds and our soul to what he is saying to us, you know. It's easy to say, oh, the Bible says if you do this, you can do that. And uh, maybe, you know, that's what the Bible says. But we have to read it for what it is and what it truly means. You know, it's like... Uh, you know, Jimmy told me to do that. It would be okay. I wouldn't get in trouble. And lo and behold, if you do that, guess what? You get in trouble. And then they say, Jimmy told you that. What, what does Jimmy know about? So yeah. So we have to we have to discern. We have to roll it out there. You know, if you have a, a something to do in your life, a decision to make, and, and, and you know, small, big, large. You know, whether whether you want to get up on the right side of the bed or the left side of the bed. You know, what what should I do? Lord what side do you want me to be on and he wants you to be on his side so it doesn't matter what side you get out of the bed on you just need to be on the side of Jesus and 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 proclaim who Jesus is but if you have other things to to discern and talk about uh, you know God can you help me can you help me can you help me through this you know when I um, have friends that uh, (laughs) very few but I do have a couple I know that's hard to believe but uh, anyway when uh, they uh, uh, get a house or buy a house you know one of the first things that I I ask him I said have you prayed uh, if you prayed through your house, if you walk through the house, especially if it's, uh, you know, a, a house that's been in existence for a while, and, and they kind of look at me, I'm saying, like, you know, we need to pray the Spirit of God dwelling along with you, not just the evil spirits to make your have been here before you and uh, you know let's pray let's pray in this house let's pray in the house that this may be a house of God and it can be a house of God it doesn't have you know it's a lot of uh, you know. every house that belongs to God we know that and every house could, should be a house of worship to God it doesn't have to be called a what? a church? no a church is God's people and that's what the church is and the church could be your house and the church should be your house so it should be blessed and should be prayed about if there's something that happened in that house or if there's an evil spirit that lurks in the corner waiting or or something that'll raise its evil head then we need to we need to pray it out we need to pray that God will protect us and take care of us uh, a fine example of that is uh, I have a uh, I know somebody, there you go, I'm not going to say your friend, but he was in the military, and he uh, was on board a ship, and when you're uh, an officer, you get your own little space, so to speak, and and he had a locker, uh, and he was moving in after somebody had moved out, and he opened that locker, and inside the locker, there were things in that locker that he did didn't need things in that locker that caused temptations, so he 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 uh, immediately went down to the. Uh, I guess they have a, a on board uh, PX or or whatever they call them to buy stuff. And he bought a canvas bag, and he went up there and he opened that bag and he took those <clears throat> those books and magazines and pictures and put them in that bag and tied them up, and, and then he he took them stuff. To, um, uh, yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't um, take them and, and, and get rid of them uh, through uh, the military way. In other words, he couldn't use a military shredder or uh, things to, to destroy those because it wasn't uh, wasn't official business, so to speak. So, but uh, he he took them to the a supply room and, and gave them to the fellow and told him, "Look, put my name on this. Put it in a corner, and if I come to ask for it before we dock." don't give it to me so so he knew that he had he had to uh, dispose of it he had to put it in a safe place and he had to uh, remove it from from his, his place uh, where he stayed in his stateroom because he knew if, if they stayed there they may have been a problem to him so he removed it and sometimes we need to do that we need to look at our lives we need to remove things in our lives we need to pray it through our lives and, and see if we need to remove something something that the spirit has, has been put in our hearts something that the evil spirit something that the, the evil one and we know he's around here you know he, he comes and taps our shoulder every now and, then and says hey what are you doing and we have to understand, we have to take that opportunity to say, okay,
3: yeah,
4: this is why I'm doing it, because God commands me to do it. This is why I'm doing it, because I believe that Jesus wants me to do it. I believe that Jesus is my salvation, and and we have to stand on that. Just like we, you know, when, uh, when, when I don't say when, when you're young, but, uh, you know, I, I even say it every now and then, to the B-I-B-L-E. Mm-hmm. That's the book for me, right? I stand alone on the Word of God. The B I P L E, the Bible. You know, that's it. We've got to stand on the Bible. We've got to stand firm. We've got to have that strong foundation. And what better foundation to have in our lives than, than to stand on the Word of God and to stand on, on who He is and what He did for us. Jesus died for us. Jesus died for our sins, that we don't have to worry about the Satan things, the evil spirits anymore. But we still have to stand firm. We still have to renew our lives on a daily basis. Lord, help me. Give me the strength to face what I have to face. But most of all, we just thank you, thank you, thank you for your salvation and your love that you bestow on us. Unconditional, unconditional love. That's amazing, amazing. God has that ability to love us so much, so much, that he gave a son for us. He gave part of him for us that we may live and have eternal life. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
2: Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning.
3: Good morning.
2: Good morning. morning. I
0: have some sad news for you. This is the last time you'll hear my voice.
2: Until. The majority
0: of May. Huh?
2: Until.
0: I like you. You are a funny lady to me. Now, Mama Bell, we had our private meeting. I told you not to act up. See, you started my first thing this morning. See? But you scared me. Tell me this is the last time I do go hear from tell tell
2: you. Tell me That's something that happened between.
0: Something happened between five minutes
2: ago and now? Yeah. Fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, we got a busy week this week. I want to give you some announcements and uh, tell you what's going on. There will be no call on Wednesday morning. It's going to be on Thursday. So, let me tell you like I told you back in November somewhere whenever we announced this piece of business call everybody you want to be in my business it's the second time we had a jerry springer show hey, hello. Hey. i knew somebody was going to say something about that would discuss <laughs> but you can call everybody who wants to be in my business and tell no be serious with me call everybody who who wants to be a part Wish well wishes and what have you to join us on Thursday morning. Uh, Dr. Robert Guffey from Freemason Street will be here with us on Thursday morning to talk with us, and uh, we'll do a little little something, and uh, we're going to have some scripture readings and some other important things and uh, uh, we're going to have some other special guests Uh, Pastor Booth said uh, drink your coffee, please put it down now because I don't want it on the floor (laughs) but uh, on the 6th my mother will be here to talk and to give her well wishes we are scheduled to have her here on Thursday. Not grandmama. I said my mother. Your mother. Mm. Mm.
2: Yeah,
0: not my grandmother. My mother.
2: Not your mother, grandmother. Not my mama, grandmama. But,
0: but the woman who I came out of mm-hmm. <laughs> will be here. Okay. And we're going to hear from her. And then on the 7th, you know, that's the wonderful event that we will have. And then I'll be gone. Pastor Henry Darkus from Ocean Lakes will be here next Sunday to speak with us. And uh, Pastor Booth will be on the 16th. Y'all know him. He's praised for y'all. Y- y'all hear him speak on the 16th of the month. And then between the 12th and the 19th, you have to deal with Grandma and Brother Dennis. And then, uh, uh, Reverend Chavis will also be joining in with Grandmother on the 12th to facilitate and help make sure that goes along well while I am out doing whatever I'm doing. And, uh, I don't know why you say, mm, so it ain't that bad.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also, it's a beautiful month.
2: Yeah, I'm going to tell
0: Yeah, this is a beautiful month. We got all these birthdays. Brother Dennis talked about his brother's birthday was 1st May. Uh, first Lady is the 8th of May.
2: Oh, she's the. Whoa.
3: <laughs> uh
2: huh. And, and I'm gonna stop right here and tell you I'm gonna be 37, and Eric is uh he's almost 100, okay?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh
0: huh. I, I was born in 1492 on the belly of the
2: Santa oh, Maria, okay. right? Okay. We got Mother's Day, all these things in May. Okay. Uh
0: huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Now I'm gonna tell y'all, Pastor Booth. Uh, I think he might be gone. Pastor Booth, are you are you, are you anywhere near? If he's near, he can jump in here. If he's jumping, near, he might be busy. Pastor Booth. Yes, Yes, Now, <laughs> now, now you, you, you you understand this? You you understand why I am when the pastor goes away, the people like to not come to church. You understand that?
1: Yeah, I got yeah, many years of experience. Yes, sir. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> but you ain't got no people That's like that. That's why some... Huh, huh? You ain't got no people like that.
0: No, I ain't got no people like that. I ain't got no people... See, y'all y'all mm-hmm. gonna... Y'all gonna I, Mama Bell already said that She's gonna she's gonna rule with an iron fist while I'm gone.
2: I'm in charge. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mama Bell is gonna, gonna make sure the ship is right.
2: <laughs> Until I return. That's the boot. Right got to make some other We're
4: gonna let play long. Finally, you're gone.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Just go ahead and do a concert. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just do a long, just do a long opera concert while I'm gone. We got we got And then we come back. We go into work. That's all right. So, Mama Bell, I forgot yeah, okay. to tell you to go over o- and put okay, your fingers I- in the water. Yeah, I hope all that
2: foolishness, I forgot what I'm doing. You ain't forgot. You're a smart woman. Okay,
0: I'm ready. Mama Bell going to play for us on Thursday, too. It's going to be so nice for our wedding prayer service. Go ahead, Mama Bell. I'm waiting for you. Ourselves this morning, we'll find ourselves this morning in Luke chapter number 12, verse 4 through 7. Luke chapter number 12, verse 4 through 7. grieve. I say to you, my friends, don't fear those who kill the body. And after that, can do nothing more. But I will say, or rather show you the one to fear. Fear him who has the authority to throw people into hell after death. Yes, I say to you, this is the one to fear. Aren't five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten, in God's sight. Indeed, the hairs on your head are all counted. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. I want to talk to you this morning from the subject here and accounted for. Here and accounted for. Now, kind Father, we ask you for the opportunity. We thank you, first of all, for that opportunity to have this great discussion thank you. Thank you. we thank you for the privilege to present that case today that we your spiritual jurors can have the opportunity to without shadow of doubt or doubt hear what it is you are saying unto us and all those in response to that who believe in that prayer respond with the howdy amen
3: Amen.
0: Amen. 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 This past weekend, or week should I say, or maybe last week, somewhere in there, those of you who watch the news is probably a little bit more up to date with this than I. You can probably pinpoint it rather more than I. We learned about the results of this decade census. To those of you who may or may not know, forgive me, I know there are many who do, but allow me this opportunity just in case there are those in the back who are unaware. The Census Bureau has a primary mission, conducting the U.S. Census every 10 years, which allocates the seats of the United States House of Representatives and states based on their population. The Bureau's various census and surveys help to allocate somewhere over $675 billion in federal funds each and every year and help states, local communities, and businesses make Informed decisions. The information provided by the census informed decisions on where to build and maintain schools, hospitals, transportation, infrastructure, police, and fire departments. In addition, this dense decennial is what they refer to it as, as it pertains to every ten years. D mean ten tens. You get the point. The Census Bureau continually conducts over 130 surveys and programs a year, which includes the American Community Survey, which covers ancestry, citizenship, education attainment, income, language proficiency, migration disability, employment, and housing. Furthermore, economic and foreign trade indicators released by the federal government typically contains data produced by the Census Bureau. Then there's data collected, which directly affects more than $400 billion per year in federal and state funding. Allocated to communities for neighborhood improvements, public health, education, transportation, and more. And yet, millions of people, after knowing all that we have just discussed, refuse to fill out the census because they have been somewhat tricked into believing that this decennial moment in time hurts them more so than helps. Our schools have been destroyed because Certain aspects, no, it's been destroyed because we don't have the proper data to understand its importance. Our fire departments are not adequate because we don't have the proper data to understand its importance. The Census Bureau doesn't have time to run around and make sure somebody is living in your home. There are some who have argued. I have a, a young man I know who worked on the Census Bureau and he was telling me a few things. And he was saying, when they look at an address and there's no return or no response to that address, they consider it a dilapidated or a empty home. For all they know, the person might be, might have perished, or this person may have multiple locations to which they have responded for their primary residence, but this one might just be some substitute. Even if you are renting places, it is important that the people who occupy that residence fill out a census. Some have argued that I don't own this house, so why should I participate? It has nothing to do with the location of the property. It has to do with the people who live inside of it. If that was the case, all of these apartment buildings would be irrelevant. It's about people, not about property. And one of the tricks that they use to make sure that you do not fill out this piece of business somewhat causes for a blurred line between what is known as trickery and the legalized term gerrymandering. It is a practice intended to establish unfair political advantages, one party over another. By manipulating the boundaries of electoral districts, that starts with the census. If I can convince you to not participate, if I can forget to convince you to not pick up the phone, you don't need to talk to those people. Every time your phone rings, don't pick it up. That is a tactic that they use to oppress. I understand you may get some things in the mail that are weird. I'm not telling you everything that comes to your house should have your attention. But sometimes it's best to figure out what it is before it goes into the shredder. I talked to a young man the other day, not the other day, some time ago now, and he was telling me all these things that he he put in the, in, the, in the shredder. And when I listened to him, he was one of those persons, sadly, that wasn't as educated as we need to be. It took me a long time to realize that he was shredding things. He didn't call it a shredder. He called it a threader. I didn't know what a threader was. But I had to take time to realize he just didn't know the proper pronunciation of the word. And then once I realized the educational lack, then I started to really process what I was hearing him saying. Because he would make these statements, and he would call things I never heard of it, but I did not understand it. he just didn't know how to pronounce the word. he was thrown away. He shredded the census. Didn't look right to him. He shredded certain tax surveys. It didn't look right to him. Thousands of documents over his life he shredded because it did not look right to him. Millions upon millions of dollars that could have benefited him and his community went right into what he called the threat. Because it did not look right to him. He spent his time watching the news. I told y'all I hate the news. Part of the reason why I despise it is because the Bible tells me no man knows the intents of a man's
3: heart. You know, I love it
0: when I hear them get on there and make these statements. Well, you know, Biden is thinking, how you know what he's thinking? Did you talk to him? Yeah. <laughs> and even if you talk to him, do you really know what's in his head just because of what came out of his mouth? Nobody knows the intents of a man's heart. So when we're building a case based on opinion, we're setting ourselves up for failure. And there are those who capitalize off of our setting ourselves up for Failure. I mentioned about the census report coming out because one of the biggest Democratic states in the union lost a seat. California lost a seat. New York lost a seat. And the significance about this is most of those losses were due to the things that I've just discussed with you. It wasn't that the people weren't there. As a matter of fact, a lot of those people in California that did not fill out the census in other states like Chicago, northern states, some down south, around or close to the border, you get where I'm going here. Immigrants do not believe. That they should fill out the census because they have been told if you show them they'll know where you are,
2: they come and get
0: you. And they'll come and get you. Mm-hmm. When in reality, a lot of these programs can help to make certain that you are protected more so than harmed. I
2: right know. But it's a trick
0: that is used to keep us oppressed.
2: Right, right.
0: Our oppression this time is a different form, and it is used by ourselves to oppress ourselves. They can't whip you no more, so they let you whip yourself. They can't enslave you anymore, so they let you enslave yourself. They can't take a job for you, so they let you quit it yourself. I was working back in 2007, and I watched them do it. They didn't like a person. They didn't want to fire you. Because they did that, you can go down to the unemployment office. You could draw unemployment nine times out of ten. The company had to pay somewhere between 20 and 30%. And the company did not want to do that, so what would they do? They would cut your hours. Mm-hmm. They would smoke you out. That's
2: right. You got that right.
0: And eventually, they would force you to quit. So now they got clean hands.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is
0: called self-oppression. That's I think about this piece of business. I feel good today because I'm going away for about three months, so if you get mad at me, you got some time to get over it. It ain't like I got to face you next Sunday, so I'm all right. You're going to get mad at me, though, anyway, but just in case you were. About two people will. When I think about it, This idea of self-oppression Let me get to the Bible in a minute But this is all important When I think about How much We have been stripped Some of it by our own Misunderstanding The people perish
2: Lack of knowledge
0: Anybody know what the Bible
2: says? Lack of knowledge And
0: while many of us are shouting and hollering in churches, they're at the country club meetings. Sometimes we need to get out of church at 12 o'clock just to beat them to the Waffle House. I was in a, a board meeting one day, there's no lie, about 2017, 2018, and, winter. and the lady said, we'll go down to the the Waffle House. Not the Waffle House. It was some other restaurant. I don't remember where it was. It was a very populated restaurant as well. All the black people go. I do know that. And I know that because she said, let's get there at about 11.45. I said, why are we going to get there at 11.45? I don't like to eat that late in the morning if I'm going to eat. They said, when we get there at 11.45, we'll be out by about 12.30, 1 o'clock. I said, Why? Because everybody's in church then. We can meet while they're in church. Did y'all hear what I just said? Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We can strategize. We can create conversations. We can make systems while you are in church. When y'all get out, the laws have been changed. Sometimes we ought to get out 12 o'clock just to go see the city hall. I don't have a problem with you praying, but the Bible said before you pray, watch. I believe we've done a lot of praying, not a lot of watching. And while our eyes were closed, our rights have been
2: stripped.
0: <laughs> As we move on, I'm going to be nice today. We might get out early. I feel good. I was thinking about something the other day. Me and First Lady was having a conversation. We was talking about the difference between Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. And I said to her, I said, you notice Malcolm X don't get talked about. We talk about Martin. Nobody talks about Malcolm. Because Malcolm X preached this black nationalism. I'm not necessarily saying it's a good idea. If they take my dog, I'm going to take your cat. They poke out my right eye and poke out your left I'm not necessarily subscribing to that theory. But there's an underlying current that Malcolm X preached that was very interesting. Malcolm X, in some cases, preached segregation. Not because white people should be on one side and black folks should be on the other. But I ask you to consider if you have a glass of chocolate milk and a glass of white milk and you take 97% of that glass and fill it with white milk and 3% and fill it with black milk, what is going to happen to the black milk? For the most part, you will no longer see it. And when you scatter the community, eventually you scatter and silence the voice. When all the black people was in one pocket, they couldn't really touch you. But now you got blacks on one side and blacks on the other side and blacks on the third side and blacks on the back side. We are scattered. And the voice has been somewhat silenced. Again, I'm not preaching segregation. I'm not saying that you should not hang out or live with white people. There's a lot of white people who agree with you. What I'm saying is, don't allow your voice to get scattered, because it's a tactic used to self-oppress. You know you want to live in Get Why? You can't afford it. What's wrong with living over here in this Milltown Arch? You don't want to live over there. That's not of your sentence. And so you scrape and claw to go over there, and they may give you a couple of things because they just don't want to feel like they're racist. I can speak to that. Because some of these children and grandchildren move over here to get rid of them. And then you get over there, and you see the world from which you have lived, but it doesn't matter over there. And now you find yourself in a hole, because if you speak out, you're going to get shut down. You know why? Because you moved From a community where you had a loud voice to a community where you now the sound of a penny dropping in the middle of an ocean. That's self-oppression. I'm not saying don't move again. You want to go over there, go over there. But understand who you are and what you need to speak up for and where those people are that agree with you. And if those people are in Middletown Arch, then have fun and get by your nice house. Have you a couple friends over? God bless your heart. You deserve it. It's a nice place for you. But when you get time for war, you need to go back to Middletown Arch where you belong. Because that's the only place that you can really get heard. Self-scattering is oppressing. I was working on a project. Please forgive me if I didn't lie to you because I got a new wind now, so I might have to be seeing that getting out early moment. I shouldn't have said that in the first place. I don't know why I did. I remember back in, I want to say 2017, against those those of you who are familiar with the news, you, you, you're more up to date to this than I was, but there was a crisis over in Puerto Rico. Y'all remember that? They had a hurricane over there. Uh-huh. And I did a project down in Virginia Beach, just a little restaurant down there. I did not know where that is. All the way down there. Uh you go down the beach, the boulevard, should I say, and, whew, Where's who is that place? Maybe down there past Great Neck Road, somewhere down yon. Beautiful restaurant. Got wonderful food. The Greek chef is what it's called. And they had a little uh, parking lot powwow little thingy thingy. They had these tractor trailers, and I knew one of the gentlemen who was organizing it. He is a very uh, influential man in the Chamber of Commerce. And he invited me to come down. Actually, I met him down there. I don't know how I got there, but... Uh, in meeting or in getting there, I met with him and, and began to understand the different things, especially from the uh, Hispanic Puerto Rican perspective. And I, and I made a statement and, and, and I asked him, I said, please forgive me. I, this is the only way I know how to explain this and I don't mean any harm by this, but, but I feel. And I know this is my ignorance and, I, and, and I'm saying this out of ignorance and I please ask you to accept my ignorance. But I feel like somebody sprayed a can of rave, and all these Puerto Ricans came out like roaches. I feel like that because I ain't seen them before. It's like a crisis pulled them out. Where were they? They're scattered. They're hiding in the cracks. And if you don't know where to look, you're not going to find them. Self-oppression. They can't go and build together because if they do, they face the possibility of oppression, so they hide amongst the crowd. Self-oppression. And then I get to my second point. I deal with that another time, because I want to really talk about. Most of you don't know May is a beautiful month. This first second Sunday of May was the year that year ago that we decided we were going to do this full time. Y'all remember?
2: <laughs> right. I came in later. Uh huh. Somewhere
0: around now. It was in May. That's all the matter. May is a beautiful month.
2: Whoa, whoa. <laughs> it
0: was my month. May is my month. My month. Uh-huh. <laughs> Me and Mama Bell agree. But I thought about it. Because We have had this idea, this proclamation that we have preached for years, forsake not the assembly, for us to gather together. One translation, my favorite one, the Christian Standard Bible, identifies it as neglect not to assemble. Now, I believe that we have for centuries focused on people's neglection of the church. But have we ever focused on the neglection of the church to the people? There's a lot of folks, and it cooks my goose now, who look at places like the First Virtual as a response to the pandemic, as if y'all just now became incapacitated. I was, uh, not to tell all of this, about I was out with First Lady, and, uh, she hit me to some things. Um... Grubhub and Uber Eats. I knew they were there. I knew the business model and what have you. But one thing I didn't know is that if you have the Grubhub app, you can order your cosmetics and things from CVS. And I thought about that. I said, so I can go in the app. If I need band aids, I can order it and you would deliver it to me through the Grubhub. Yeah. And then that got me to thinking. Grubhub, Uber Eats, and Instacart, they all have this mission statement. They recognize how stressful it was. You have people at the house right now who because of certain ailments, many of you can agree with this yourself. Your condition won't allow you to just go to the grocery store on your own. That's
2: right.
0: Your condition won't allow you to go and pick up your medicine. You're not broke. You just have conditions that won't allow you, and you have to beg people or ask people or pay people to do everything you need because of your condition. Grubhub, and Instacart, and all these other fine things, realize that if we create this service, we can give people some semblance of independence that they have lost due to their circumstances. That's not a pandemic response. The pandemic exposed an even greater stress. How many people we have neglected And then I thought about it. When I was growing up, I would go down in the First Baptist Butte Street, and I would sit beside Doctor Murray. Doctor Murray would get up on the pulpit, and he would he would get on his knees, and he would pray. And then after he get on his knees, he pray. We might be singing a song, "Bless That Wonderful Name, Oh Jesus." And he'd get up, and he would just rock his hands and rocked from side to side as he was looking around the church. He was seeing who was and wasn't there. Don't you miss a Sunday. When you came back, Dr. Murray will tell you. You weren't in your place last week. Thousand people in that church at the time. Dr. Murray knew who was missing. One Sunday, Dr. Mar was sitting on the pulpit, and he was, uh, there was this guy named, named Bryant.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Brother Bryant would sing, precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, let me stand. I'm tired, I am weak, I am worn. And he would get to that part through the storm, through, through the night. Dr. Murray was studying his notes because Brian had used that song to be the sermonic selection, and he was studying to get him to preach. And Dr. Murray, I was sitting next to him, and he would, he would shake his head. He was say, something ain't right. And I didn't know what he was shaking. He was just shaking his head, saying, something ain't right. And present, Brother Brian got to that line again, through the storm, through. And Dr. Morris said, There you go. And I realized his woman won't there. But when she hollered out, he said, My sister's here. My mama's here. That lady would sit back there in the back corner of that church next to the elevator. In the last pew on the end. I never knew that mama's name, but every Sunday she would holler,
3: thank ya, thank you,
0: ya, Yeah, yeah, every Sunday she'd get happy. And one Sunday she wasn't there, or she didn't holler out like she was supposed to. And Dr. Murray got nervous. That's the church not neglecting their people. And I think about what we're doing here as I bring this down to a close. And I thought about the parable of the sheep. He said if a man has a hundred sheep and one is missing, does he not neglect the 99 to go find the one? If mama is at the house, don't we not find a way to go to the house to be with mama? Even going back to the, the business segment, when you go to the grocery store now, you may notice this. A lot of the other more progressive churches are also uh, subscribing to this ideology there's certain parking places right next to the door. It's called driver in training. Those spaces are reserved for parents who have to mobilize children. Why? Because it's hard. A lot of parents can't get to church because you've got to get them babies up. They might not feel good, they might have a snotty nose, they might drive you crazy. It's hard to mobilize them cheering. y'all, see, see, I understand, you know, some of you it may have been a while, but I, I know even if you raised the cheering back there in the is you remember what they put you through, and you understand how hard it is. Amen. And so what they have decided, decided in this business world is we're going to take our opportunities to make the world better and more accessible for, we are going to make sure that everybody is here and accounted for. They have an opportunity. And so I look at church just like I look at the world. And I say, what can we do to make sure everybody has an accessible opportunity? Yes, the pandemic is about to end and people are going back to their churches and what have you. Real church if they like to call it. But for those of us who even after the pandemic will still find ourselves rolling around our houses and our chairs, who still find ourselves because of our other issues. Children, work, whatever other responsibilities that forces us to choose between worship and and living, may we consider that? may we not neglect the people and then fuss because they're neglecting us. And then may we realize. Then they are just as important as the well-educated, the good health, and the high financed. There's this moment. I'm going to close with this. Mama and grandma are going to come pray. I promise you. It's my last thought. This young lady... She's about ninety some years old. I was uh, doing a project with uh, Brother Craig Clayton over at First Baptist North. This back when I was young. It came up on Facebook that they actually reminded me I was twenty eight at the time. No, that's a lie. I was twenty four. I was twenty eight in twenty twelve, so I was about twenty three, twenty four in twenty oh seven, twenty three. And I went to do this uh, uh, project at the nursing home. It's a nursing home over there, the Bobbitt House on Poplar Halls Drive, right before you go to Costco. You'll see it. And this lady came in, and she was uh, leading a little Bible community in there. She invited us to come in. And the lady got up, and she said, I thank you coming, not the lady. Another lady got up. A 97-year-old woman said, I thank you for coming too. But I need you to understand something. The church should come to us. We have gave and we have worked and we have struggled. And now that we're in this situation, the church should come to us. And you know why it should come to us? And she said this, and then she did her prayer, and I'll never forget it. She said, because I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of the king. And I deserve the same rights as the healthy. I deserve the same rights as the well-connected. I deserve the same rights as the financial solvent. You know why? Because just like them, Jesus is my savior too. And whatever they get, I get. Because I'm a child God, of the king. Mama Grandmama's gonna pray and I'm gonna go to whoever's making breakfast and get my plate.
2: Feel though nuts. For I am with thee, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Fear not, I will help thee, fear not, I will help thee, said the Lord. Most gracious and all wise father, we just thank you for this word. And we ask you, dear God, to help us to walk in the light of your word. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which have loved us and have given us everlasting consolation and good hope, through grace comfort your heart and establish you in every good works. May God bless you and keep you. And may God's face shine upon you. And you have a beautiful, beautiful week. God loves you. Amen. 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 Thanks, amen. Hey, See
0: you on Thursday morning. All amen.
2: All bright and early. Blessings <laughs> to all. Uh, amen.
0: Thank you.